0: Welcome to Return to Truth Podcast. I am your host, Clint Curry. Thank you very much for joining me today. I would like to say if this is your first time here with me, then please allow me to welcome you to the show. And if you have listened to us before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the Bible Truth and this podcast. And of course, if you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please take some time to make sure you go back and give it a listen the last episode that was recorded was season 2 episode 20 and it was titled caught up in that episode we discussed the rapture the second coming of Christ we spoke about those left behind where that narrative came from and is it truly biblical the answer might surprise you so with all of that said This will officially end out Season 2. We will be back with Season 3 on December 3rd, so mark your calendars. With all of that said, before we begin today's episode, though, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, The words we speak don't even seem adequate to express the gratitude in our hearts. You are more than we deserve. More than we could ever ask for you were always with us in all circumstances lord teach us to offer you a heart of thanksgiving and a heart of praise in all our daily experiences of life teach us to be joyful always to pray continually and to give thanks in all circumstances and i ask all these things in jesus name we pray amen The title of today's episode is With Thanksgiving Abraham Lincoln is often credited as the reason we have Thanksgiving but most people don't know that George Washington was actually the first president to proclaim a day of Thanksgiving. On October 3rd, 1789 exactly 74 years before Lincoln Washington issued his Thanksgiving proclamation declaring Thursday, November 26th a national celebration. In his proclamation, Washington wrote that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed. Unfortunately, later presidents failed to maintain this tradition, and the day was never consistently celebrated. This is where a woman named Sarah J. Hill comes in, who helped to make the day we celebrate every year a reality. Sarah J. Hill, born Sarah Buell, in New Hampshire in 1788, was a teacher, an author, and a magazine editor for American Ladies' Magazine. It was later bought by Louis Goodet and merged with his popular Gooday's Ladies' Book. She also wrote the well-known nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Through the years, she wrote hundreds of letters to ministers, governors, and US presidents about the necessity of a day of thanksgiving. To offer to God our tribute and joy and gratitude for the blessings of the year, she said. Finally, in 1863, with the Civil War raging, she wrote to President Lincoln urging him to make Thanksgiving a national celebration. Lincoln also taught a day of Thanksgiving was important. And on October 3rd, he issued a proclamation that the last Thursday of November would be National Thanksgiving Day. However, in 1939, President Franklin Roosevelt moved the day to the third Thursday in November, hoping that it would create more shopping days between Thanksgiving and Christmas and help the failing economy during the Great Depression. Understandably, the majority of Americans were not happy about this change and referred to the new date as Franksgiving. Some began celebrating on the new day, but most Americans continued to celebrate Thanksgiving On the original date, until finally in 1941, after it became clear that there was no real increase of sales, there was a joint resolution in Congress and Roosevelt signed into law that the fourth Thursday in November would be established as Thanksgiving Day. From Washington to Leighton to Roosevelt, that is an amazing piece of history. Thanksgiving, this time of year, has always been one of my favorites to celebrate. There is just something about that feeling. Something you get from all that is going on around you. It allows you to look at life in a new way. It sort of puts things back into perspective from how far we have actually come, from where we started. It allows us to give more than just thanks. It reminds us that what we have is not truly ours. It never was, but it was always God's. I've always said, that if it were not for the presence of God in my life i would not be where i am today i really do owe it all to him none of it has been done through anything of my own all that i have and all that i am is his and his alone psalms chapter 9 verse 1 says i will praise you o lord with my whole heart i will tell of all your marvelous works What I have been blessed with in this life is more than enough for me to fall down on my knees in awe and worship Him, the breath of life, let alone the free gift of eternal life that He has already given us in His Son Jesus Christ. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Now, what I could do in this episode is give you verse after verse after verse from the Bible about how we should be thankful and how we should give thanks to God. We could read through the entire Bible and come to the conclusion that God deserves more than thanks. He deserves our lives. So, with that said, looking backward at all that you have now and how far you have come in this life, at your lowest or at your highest no matter how small or great, on the mountain peak or in the valley, whether that be your possessions, your wealth, your health, your family, whatever it is, you have at least something at this given point in your life. You have overcome. You have accomplished so much. And the greatest part of all of it is that you have God. He has never left your side, and He is with you always. So let's do something a bit different this year. It's customary to raise a glass in a toast. I say instead of raising a glass and giving thanks, let's raise up an Ebenezer. Let's raise up an Ebenezer to God and give thanks to Him for all that He has done and seen us through. Now yes, you have heard that right. No, not a crotchety old man who hates festivities, holidays, and the likes of Bob Cratchit. Bah humbug. But instead, a stone. Raise up a stone of hope of thanksgiving to symbolize how far you have come with the help of God. For all that you have and all that you have accomplished with Him. Give thanks to God with a stone. Let me explain a bit before you go outside and start collecting rocks. There is an old hymn that is called, Come Thou Fount of Many Blessings. It is written by Robert Robinson in 1758. In the lyrics of the second verse it says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I have come, and I hope by thy good measure safely to arrive at home. When I was younger, I always wondered exactly what this word Ebenezer meant. Comparing it to the Christmas classic didn't really make sense to me. But when we sing this song now, I don't think we really understand the words or what's being said here. So let's dig a little bit deeper. In Hebrew, Ebenezer means stone of help. Eben stone and Ezer help. It comes from 1 Samuel 7.12 which reads, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizvah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. The meaning of Ebenezer originates more than a thousand years before Christ. Here is how all of this came about. In 1 Samuel chapters 4 through chapter 7, it tells us exactly what happened. It describes to us a series of battles and conflicts between the Israelites and the Philistines. A war was going on, and they were up against incredible odds. There was a lot at stake here, including the Ark of the Covenant. You see, the Israelites tried to defeat the Philistines by taking the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them as some sort of weapon or good luck charm. Problem is, it didn't work. The Israelites were holding on to much more than the Ark. They were holding on to sin in their lives. The Philistines captured the Ark and took it back to their temple, the same place of their false god Dagon, and put it side by side. What a distressing thing it was to lose the Ark of the Covenant. So much so, that when news of it had come to Israel's current judge and leader, Eli, He fell backwards from his chair, broke his neck, and died. Imagine losing something so precious. For seven months, the Israelites lost the battles and were without the one thing, the ark, they thought was keeping them alive. But they never really lost God. In a series of events that followed, when Samuel stepped in as judge, Samuel gathered the people at the town of Mizpah. The people there would fast themselves and confess their unfaithfulness to God. Samuel then responded by offering a sacrifice of a lamb to God on behalf of the people. They lost the ark, but in the process they lost their sin. You see, God heard Samuel and answered with a magnificent display of power. It says, The Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion and they were defeated by Israel. The Israelites were able to regain the ark and conquer the Philistines as well, thanks to God's help, and they found their way back to Him. As a reminder of the great victory that God gave to Israel, Samuel took a great stone and raised it up as a memorial. As he raised it, he called the name of it Ebenezer, or Stone of Help, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us." Whenever the Israelites looked at the stone, they would remember how God had helped them through difficult times, how God provided even in their worst moments, how it was God who got them where they are today, and they would give thanks to the one and only King who is the provider of all their needs. The point is that Samuel wanted the Israelites to remember and give thanks not just for a few days, but for years, for decades, for generations to come, for all that had occurred, for all that God had done for them. Are we to do anything less with the amount of trials, tribulations, crucibles, and burdens that the Lord has carried us through? In this same way, we are going to give thanks every day, in every way to the One that has helped give us all that we have. And helped you through all that you have been through brings to memory a story a story about a man and his angry neighbor the mean neighbor said how is it that you can be so thankful all the time you lost your job last week had a flat tire on the way home yesterday passed two bills in the mailbox but still you are somehow thankful and for what as the thankful man started to go up the stairs to his front door he slipped on some ice and fell backwards all the way down the stairs, breaking his leg. As soon as he hit the bottom of the stairs, the neighbor laughed and yelled, Now what do you have to be thankful for? The man looked up at him and said, I thank God that's over. Just a little thankful humor for you there. So what can we be thankful for? How can we count our blessings? Start by naming them one by one. Write them down, even those answered prayers that you forgot all about. Make a list to God and read it aloud. Pray and give glory to His name as you do. Fill your heart with the joy and gladness of knowing you are provided for and cared for unlike anything else. So in closing, whether you raise a glass or raise a stone or write a list, do it all in thanksgiving. For this is the will of God. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget Season 3 will start up on December 3rd. This episode officially ends out Season 2. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name Return to Truth and look for the logo. Feel free to drop us a Bible question and we'll answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. And don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. So remember, stay tuned to this podcast as we return to truth.